0: It is that time of the afternoon, that time of the week. Peter Mullen is joining us. Good afternoon, mate. Big show for you today. Good afternoon, Mark. Yeah, very very interesting topic today. And it is uh, PSOS, do we say it that way, or do we say PCOS? PCOS, PCOS, yep. Okay, and uh, for those not familiar with it, what will that be talked about today? Uh,
1: so it's, um, yeah, it's a condition that when I first started practice twenty five years ago, I rarely saw a patient with, but um, now it's affecting up to maybe one in five women, and has a big um, plays a big part in infertility these days as well. So um, yeah, I thought,
0: so it's polycystic ovarian syndrome. It is health and well-being on a Tuesday afternoon with Peter Mullen and uh, Peter. Today's topic, of course, we mentioned it before: polycystic ovarian syndrome. Uh, you want to talk uh, generally about uh, hormonal things first, though. So let's let's get into it today.
1: So yeah, so it's a, such a big area, um, obviously, is the whole hormonal or um, um, well, the endocrine system in the body, and you know, this day and age, like even with um, women's health and Women's hormonal balance—it's everything's been medicalized a little bit that we've sort of lost the the gist that it's actually a natural process. This whole cycle of reproduction and mm. having men- monthly menstrual cycles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, um, in balance, everything going well, then that hormonal cycle should just happen without too much of a hitch. Mm-hmm. You know, ladies are, and mm. young girls particularly, but ladies shouldn't get PMS. They shouldn't have p- painful periods. Um, They shouldn't have heavy, heavy menstrual flow. Endometriosis is massively on the increase. Um, PCOS is, you know, really, you know, they're estimating that it's affecting maybe up to one in five women these days. So unfortunately, like a lot of times, like women with hormonal health and, and menopause, hot flushes, like they're all signs of being out of balance. They're not signs that nature's taking its course and everything's progressing as it should. So I just sort of make that point that, like, if you're getting hormonal symptoms, there's a problem there that, that can be
0: improved. It's interesting that there's almost a dualism there. You say that all of these things are becoming more metal, uh, medicalized as if that's a problem, but then you're saying that these things um, are abnormal. So which yeah. is it? A bit of both. bit of both. Okay. A bit of
1: both. Gotcha. Like, the the understanding of the hormonal cycle, we've gone away from, like, approaching it as a natural cycle and how to bring it back into balance. To labelling it as, but so saying that endometriosis and PCOS are, you know, extreme imbalances of hormonal balance. That still a lot can be done using natural therapies to correct that. And PCOS is a great example of a condition that really responds well to dietary and lifestyle and herbal interventions.
0: So the the uh, the the condition itself, PCOS, um, best described as.
1: Uh, Yeah, well, polycystic ovarian syndrome, it's actually quite a complex hormonal condition. Um, Polycystic literally translates as many cysts. cysts, And what happens when um, um, an egg's getting ready to be released, when a lady's ready to ovulate, what happens is the ovary forms a little cyst, and that at ovulation, that little cyst ruptures and releases two to three eggs, and then the lucky egg, one lucky egg, gets to go down the fallopian tube, and if there's conception happening then the egg will get fertilized by the sperm etc so every month women produce these cysts and then they'll burst and release eggs and it often will swap from right ovary to left ovary etc what happens with polycystic ovarian syndrome is that when the little cyst is formed that's going to release the egg for ovulation uh, at ovulation other little cysts will semi-form as well but they don't rupture or they don't have eggs in them. So every time someone ovulates, a lady ovulates, these other cysts get get bigger and bigger until eventually the whole ovary can be covered in cysts. And the problem with that, once that happens, is you're less likely to ovulate. So women with PCOS that have multiple cysts on their ovaries often then will not ovulate. So it can be months between periods. So it just makes the whole concept of fertility that much more difficult. Now, initially, um, PCOS was thought that it was basically an ovarian problem, um, but is now recognized as a systemic endocrine and and also affects the metabolism as well. So there's many um, contributing, multiple contributing factors to PCOS. Um, So PCOS also can involve the pituitary gland in the brain. Women with PCOS commonly have high levels of insulin, so there can be... um, Blood sugar issues or pre-diabetes associated, an increased level of male hormones such as androgens, which can cause um, increased facial hair or increased hair growth. Um, but one of the once all these sort of factors are at play, insulin resistance is thought to be a key key driver or key, prob- key problem driving the synd- syndrome. So. Um, It's one of those conditions where the whole of the endocrine and hormonal system tends to be involved. And stress and cortisol can be a big driver for it as well. Um, So unsure of the causes, um, maybe there's genetics predisposition, um, hormonal imbalances maybe due to stress cause the ovaries to make more androgens than normal, um, and this link with insulin resistance, low-grade inflammation, and chronic stress. So up to a third of women though may have polycystic ovaries seen on an ultrasound but they do not all have PCOS um you need to have and some women with PCOS won't have many ov- when it, many um cysts on their ovaries as well so and in the past it 's interesting in the past so it's
0: almost can be hard almost hard to spot then
1: it can be hard yeah. hard to spot because a lady can be not ovulating and i 've had lean ladies come in that don 't carry because polycystic ovarian syndrome traditionally is associated with women that carry extra weight and have real great difficulty losing weight due to the insulin resistance but i've also had lean clients come in that carry no body fat and have p c o s as well so it, yeah it 's a complex complex um combination
0: of factors today having a look at polycystic ovarian syndrome and uh, peter we want to have a look at uh, how ladies may know that they are carrying PCOS. You so, finished writing down, mate? You ready to talk? I know, man? I was doodling. I've been, I've been ca- carrying you for 30 seconds there. <laughs> I was doodling, Mark. I was, I was just well, doodling. Well, yeah, we're trying to do a radio program, mate. So, I know, come on. I was just entertaining myself while you were busy talking. So, so, so how, would, how would ladies know? What are some of the symptoms that would definitely be something to have a look some at? Some of here? the signs. All right. So, it's, you know,
1: apparently the main problem underlying um, PCOS is, a, is obviously a hormonal imbalance or mm-hmm. hormones are associated and the results in the ovaries to make excess androgens or male hormones and in two-thirds of cases a lot of extra cysts on the ovary Um, and then that can be fueled or aggravated by insulin resistance low-grade inflammation and chronic stress so how do you know if you've got pcos or if your daughter might be having challenges is first sign often is a lack of ovulation so basically this is one of the number one causes why women might just stop having a menstrual cycle Um, unexplained weight gain, particularly around the tummy. Um, on blood test results, we'll see elevated insulin, um, increased androgens like, um, testosterone, um, uh, acne is often associated due to these increased androgens or male hormones. Um, increased hair, like increased facial hair, um, and on the body, um, can affect mood, anxiety and depression. And obviously because... Um, someone's not a uh, person's not ovulating, um, infertility as well. So, um, yeah, big connection, obviously there. Because if you are not ovulating, you can't fall pregnant.
0: So, there is a, a whole lot of different uh, different sy- symptoms there that could be, and some of them are, are fairly obvious, and, and but some of them, I guess, would be a little bit more sensitive if you are later, like the increased hair, for example. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of different stuff.
1: Yeah, and most times people know, like your first clue is that you are not having a, a regular period, or you might be having one every three months or every miss, missing every second
0: one, etc. Well Would you say that uh, to be more sure that you would probably be looking at a few of these sy- symptoms that would be yeah. – because, yeah. I mean, in and any one of them on its own may not necessarily be much of anything, like uh, anxiety or mood changes, or that could just be something going on at, at home or at work. Oh, absolutely, absolutely.
1: And the thing to remember is uh, it's called PCOS is in polycystic ovarian syndrome. So, a syndrome is not like a just one condition with one cause. A syndrome is a multi mm-hmm. multi factorial sort of thing, and genetics definitely seem to play a role with this as well so you know if mum or Nan had trouble falling pregnant, then you
0: know that could be part of the reason there as well. Is it something ladies should be concerned apart from the the infertility pregnancy side of things, putting that away for a minute but uh, if, it, if we don't sort of get, uh, get this under control and it's not arrested, can there be further health implications down the road?
1: Yeah, look, definitely. Definitely with um, PCOS, there can be an increased risk of developing later on type 2 diabetes. Insulin resistance can be one of the early signs that there's blood sugar dysregulation happening. Um, mood disorders, um, increased risk of things like endometrial cancer, fatty liver. You know, we're seeing such an increase in people with fatty liver. A lot of um, young ladies that have PCOS also have early-stage fatty liver because their elevated insulin. Any glucose that doesn't get burnt for fuel can get put into the liver as fat. Um, sleep apnea, most likely due to the increased weight gain, high blood sugar, pre-diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and even on to, you know, that whole concept of metabolic syndrome, which is the high blood pressure, prediabetes... Elevated cholesterol and which ultimately can contribute to heart disease. So, yeah, definitely it's a condition that you know, not you, you want to get on top of. Mm. But, like so many things, there's so many things from we can do from a dietary and lifestyle and nutritional medicine point of view that can really
0: reverse all of this as well. All well, uh, I think we've got a couple of minutes, we might sort of sneak into some of those, Peter. So, if you think you actually uh, may be a candidate for PCOS, first things that we should do, the first things. Well, first thing is you want to get tested.
1: Um, if you see your GP, they'll be able to diagnose you with PCOS by testing pituitary and ovarian hormone levels and circulating androgens. Um, I'd also suggest getting tested for DHEA, fasting glucose, insulin, thyroid hormone sometimes can play a, a role here. Um, you want to get your cholesterol tested and also vitamin D. There's been some links with low vitamin D and increased risk of PCOS. So. First, like with anything, find out what's going on, you know. um, Next, um, come and see a naturopath to determine the underlying causes of your specific PCOS because it can be caused by so many different variables. Um, And in the meantime, one one of the big things that seems to help reverse a lot of or reverse PCOS is losing weight, getting on top of that um, weight management. And I've got some tips how to do that after the next segment.
0: Uh, Peter, today it is a PSOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Uh, if ladies have been diagnosed with that, there are some things from a naturopathic perspective that can uh, assist with that. You mentioned reducing weight. Yeah, look, definitely. That's
1: one of the ways that um, um if you can get someone onto a, a style of diet that gets them into fat burning, um, that reduces all of those symptoms we've talked about. So insulin goes back to normal, male hormones come down, and we'll often see that the lady will start um, menstruating again. Um, so, yeah, diet, diet and exercise is a really big part of that. Um, and from a dietary point of view, adopting initially like a low glycemic diet, so it's reducing your carbs, or if your fat fat loss is really difficult, even looking at something like a ketogenic style of diet, which is a really low-carb diet that for some women they may need to do for a period of time to get into fat burning and then go to a more balanced low like low glycemic diet and it's one thing one thing i'm finding more um, uh, more and more often is people are really struggling to get into fat burning, so sometimes we've got to reduce those carbs um, The other thing to try and avoid so um low glycemic or ketogenic diet exercise getting fitter obviously is going to help coffee should be avoided in p c o s as it's been shown to increase estrogen levels which are often already high in women with PCOS. Um, Herbal medicines um, are fantastic to help manage the symptoms of estrogen and androgen dominance, coupled with a progesterone deficiency. So herbs um, that I think about for PCOS are herbs like um, ashwagandha or withania, um, chaste tree. So chaste tree is uh, my version of a fertility herb, like it really helps to bring on a healthy ovulation, and it works from the pituitary down. Licorice, peony, with any we talked about, tribulus. Tribulus is, it's interesting, tribulus is a herb that um, traditionally has been associated with increasing male hormone levels, like it's our version of a natural steroid, not really, but um, for some women with PCOS, tribulus can be really beneficial, it seems to help modulate or balance that male hormone production. Um, and then herbs for insulin resistance like gymnema and cinnamon. And from a nutrient point of view, things that we'd look at with PCOS would be that I would look at would be magnesium, zinc, um, omega 3s, your, your essential fatty acids or your fish oil, chromium for blood sugar regulation, um, folic acid sometimes, B vitamins generally, but also a, a, a precursor called N acetylcysteine. N acetylcysteine is a amino acid um product that is the precursor to glutathione which is one of the body's major antioxidants anti-detox sort of hormones which helps with clearing excess estrogen as well so um lots and lots can be done nutritionally herbally um, with diet and exercise as the the pre runner of the driver, that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, lots of good stuff there. <laughs> uh, hopefully, that uh, can help uh, some people out, some ladies out that uh, may be in that uh, in that zone today. Uh, before we get on to next week, uh, you offering uh, any any listener that may want to explore a topic in full on the program, or uh, the chance to suggest something? Yeah, I thought um, we'd just put it out there today that if you've got a, a topic that you'd like to
1: know more about, particularly. Um, if you 'd like to more, know more how natural medicine can actually help resolve or help improve symptoms or um, yeah so any condition or any health condition that um, you 've got a burning desire to know more about if you get onto the two and you are
0: Website? Yeah, pop up to 2nurfm.com and uh, under our lifestyle section, you can find health and well being with a, a nice photo of Peter. Leave some comments and who knows. <laughs> not the... about the photo, just about what you'd like us or, to talk or, or, about. Or the photo. Um, and Peter will uh, <laughs> endeavour to explore those in the weeks and months to come. So hopefully we'll be able to target uh, some of the topics uh, to you, yourself, uh, the listener as well. Next week's topic though, uh, I don't know how I'm going to see it. Thank goodness it's radio, not television. It's the invisible illness. That's it. It's something that um, is very
1: insidious. And it affects a lot of people, Without um, but I will go into that more
0: next week. So, yeah, you won't be able to see it because it is invisible, but I'll tell you all about it, Mark. Looking forward to a great program next week. As always, Peter Mullen, thank you so much for health and wellbeing, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Thanks, Mark. See you then. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, wellbeing, pet care, finance, business and travel.